Today we celebrate an event that happened 2,000 years ago. The week or two leading up to this event was incredible, very interesting. In fact, Jesus resurrecting Lazarus's dead body haunted the religious leaders of that day. We remember Lazarus's sister who anointed Jesus' feet. We remember that Jesus rode on the back of a donkey into Jerusalem. He cleared out the temple. He ate one last Passover meal with his disciples. And things looked like they were going really well for Jesus and his disciples until he was arrested and all chaos broke loose. Everyone following Jesus scattered. Jesus himself was taken into custody. He was charged with crimes. The authorities mocked him, beat him, and turned him over to the ones who wanted him dead. All this happened despite the governor's failure to find any reason for such a punishment. Before long, Jesus was taken to a, hit, to a hill, nailed to a cross, and left to die. All the while, the world sat in awe. A supernatural darkness covered the world for three hours, and then Jesus died. Before he gave up his spirit, he cried out, It is finished! When his spirit departed, a great earthquake struck. It split the temple veil that separated the Holy of Holies from the rest of the temple area. Jesus' body was taken down, wrapped in burial clothes, and placed in a tomb. Now the Pharisees stationed two guards outside of the tomb to keep his disciples from taking his body away and claiming that he had been resurrected from the dead. Early in the morning, there was a great flash of light, and along with that flash of light came a, an earthquake. And the guards saw an angel before them, and they were frightened. They ran away as fast as they could in fear for their lives. Well, the women who followed Jesus were on their way to the tomb. They were not able to prepare Jesus' body properly since the Sabbath was shortly afterwards. So they were heading for his tomb with spices, thinking they were going to see the dead body of Jesus. As they were traveling, a problem arose. They knew that there was a big stone sealing the tomb. Who was going to move this stone away from the entrance? To their surprise, when they had arrived, the stone was already rolled away. Now the Gospels all describe different perspectives of the resurrection, so it's hard to piece it all together exactly in the order that it happened, but I'm going to try to piece it together the best that I can so that you can follow along in a chronological sort of way. So what I gather is that the women entered the tomb. They saw the grave clothes that they had been folded. And as they wondered what was going on, two men appeared to them. Now they weren't sure who these men were until one of them asked the question, Why do you seek the living among the dead? Jesus is not here. He has risen. At this moment, the women believed that these were angels. And they were amazed and baffled at what they had just seen and heard. They ran back as quickly as they could to tell the disciples 
what had happened. But when they arrived, the disciples did not believe the women. I truly believe the disciples discouraged women and convinced them that they didn't really see what they had seen. Nonetheless, Peter and John wanted to see if there was any credibility to what the women were saying. They raced to the tomb. When they got there, both saw that the stone had been removed. The clothes were folded and there was no body. Peter wasn't sure what to make of this. But John, in his heart, knew that this meant that the women were telling the truth. Now, the women had already been discouraged. Mary Magdalene, for whatever reason, though, had gone back to the tomb. Now she was confused. She felt foolish for believing that Jesus had been raised. She looked into the tomb again to see the two men that she'd seen before, seated where Jesus' body was laid. They saw her. They asked her why she was crying. She no longer believed that Jesus had been raised from the dead, as they had said earlier. Instead, she thought that she had been lied to. So she said, They have taken away my Lord. I don't know where they have put him. So in grief, she turned her back on them. And when she turned, she was confronted face to face with the gardener. Now the gardener asked, Why are you crying? Who are you looking for? She just wanted to know where they put Jesus so that she could see the body and take care of it properly. She asked him if he had helped carry away the body. The gardener surprised her. Mary, he said. And she didn't know this guy, she thought. So how did he know her name? Well, it wasn't a gardener at all. Mary realized that this was actually Jesus the whole time. The testimony that she had received was true. And she was off again to tell the disciples. All the while, two of Jesus' other disciples were walking along to a place called Emmaus. They were talking about the crucifixion and the death of Jesus. And as they walked, a stranger joined them on their journey. The stranger asked what it was that they were talking about. And they thought that he was off his rocker because everyone knew what had taken place in the past couple of days. But the stranger asked for them to explain anyway. So they testified concerning Jesus, how he was a prophet, powerful in word and deed and in the sight of God and all of the people. But he was handed over to be executed. And now, the women were telling everyone that the tomb was empty and that they had seen angels. And these angels were saying that Jesus was alive. So Peter and John ran to the tomb and they didn't see Jesus, but they did see that the tomb was empty. So the stranger told them they clearly did not understand what was happening. That Jesus had to die in order to receive his glory. So the stranger explained to them, starting with the law all the way through the prophets, 
all of the things that Scripture said and predicted about the Messiah. Well, they reached Emmaus, and the stranger appeared as though he was going to just keep on walking along. But their hearts, the disciples' hearts, burned inside of them. They couldn't just let him go. And so they stopped him and asked him if he, they, if he wanted to spend the night with them. And so he agreed. So he came into the home, and they had dinner together. And as they were getting ready to eat the dinner, the stranger took bread, broke it, and blessed it. And all of a sudden, it came to these two disciples who this was. God revealed that this too was Jesus the whole time. And the men could not wait to tell their friends that Jesus had risen. That same evening, the disciples were all hidden away at one of their homes. They were still terrified by the authorities. And as they sat behind closed doors, Jesus appeared to them. He showed them his hands and his feet and the wound in his side. There was no doubt that this was their Messiah, their good friend who had been executed just days before. But Thomas was not present. You remember Thomas, that we call him Doubting Thomas. He refused to believe because he wasn't there. And he wanted to see Jesus for himself before he could believe in this miracle. He got his wish. One week later, Jesus appeared to all of them, including Thomas. And at the sight of Jesus, Thomas fell to his knees and declared, my Lord and my God. They all got to see the resurrection. They all got to see the resurrected Savior. And they believed in what they saw. And when we open the Bible, we are able to read about Jesus, his life, ministry, death, and resurrection. You and I, we have not seen the Lord Jesus Christ with our own eyes but we have received the testimony of the apostles. They were commissioned with the task of communicating the good news of Jesus to the world. 2,000 years after they all passed, their ministry continues through the written word and proclamation of the good news through faithful ministers and parishioners. We have not seen, but we believe. We are blessed for simply accepting the truth that we have received. In 1 Corinthians 15, the Apostle Paul makes it clear that the resurrection is the foundation of our faith. Let us not think of it of a symbolic truth. Let us not think that the resurrection was merely spiritual or that it is just referring to a philosophy or movement started by Jesus. Paul said if the resurrection of Jesus did not happen, we will not be resurrected. We will not be resurrected. And if there is no resurrection of the dead, then we are to be pitied more than all of the people of the world. What fools we would be. But the dead are raised, and Jesus has risen. And this is not just a spiritual truth. He was raised in the flesh. Do you believe this? I'd like to thank you for joining me for today's sermon. My name is Bill Sang from 
Faith Presbyterian Church. You can join us on Sunday mornings at 10.30. Please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe.